Holman, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, buddy. Made it to another work week. Uh, first full work week of the new year. Isn't uh, that, wasn't that a, pain, wasn't this a pain in the ass? Oh, God, I hated it. Like, that, I want Mondays off again. It was such a pain in the ass, man. Like, this literally felt like the longest week ever. It felt like, it, like, yesterday felt like it was supposed to be today. And, like, today, like, I woke up today, like, feeling like it was a Saturday. Ah, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't bad. Made it through another work week. We did it. We made it. We're here for another Friday episode. Mm-hmm. How are you today? Other than it being Saturday for you. No, I mean, it's still Friday for me. <laughs> it just feels like Saturday for you. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, I was itching to get the show going today. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Um, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, we got, a, I mean, we got a lot of fun topics to talk about. It's not a lot to talk about, but it's a lot of fun topics. Yeah. A little bit more in-depth dive into exactly what's going on. Um, and, and in all honesty, this is probably something that once the season ends up wrapping up, which in a few short weeks it will... Um, Actually, I think a month from sad from Sunday it will. You're probably right. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think a month from Sunday it, it will will be playing their last game of the season. Um, Let's see. I can actually pull it up. Uh, the, 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 the Super Bowl is February 14th, which is the second Sunday of February. Yep. This is about Valentine's the- Day. Well, how cute. God's plan. I tell you, we've already made Valentine's Day plans to tell you this. You did not tell me that. What's up? What you, what, so, you, what you got cooking over there? So me and Steph. So she works on Sundays, and of course I work Sunday night. Um, so this year, um, I act like this is like our third Valentine's Day. It's our first Valentine's Day. Um, we're going to be going away to New York City the following weekend and spending the weekend in New York. Oh, you did tell me this. Yes, yes, yes. The, the weekend after you guys are going, got a place uh, just, all sa- just outside of Times Square? Right in Times Square. Uh, it's outside of Times Square. It, we're staying at... Um, it's a Hilton right across the street from the uh, UN. Uh, yeah. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. the On the east side. That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. But it's like a city, it's like, it has like a city view. So hopefully we're staying on, on like the fiftieth floor, so we can like see the entire city. That'd be really cool. Uh, that'd be sick. That'd be a long ass elevator ride. You know, like I've I've rode in elevators where I gotta go to like fifty, sixty floors, something like that before. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty quick. You gotta stand up for like a minute and a half, but like still, those elevators gotta be cooking. Oh yeah. Oh, they are. <laughs> that's, pre- that's 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 pretty much how they are. I mean, I mean they're they're moving fast. I mean. Like if you go to like an if you go get in an elevator for like a three story building, it's like it's like really slow. Well, yeah, it doesn't have far to go, so it can't speed up a lot. But it also it won't have time to slow down either. I know, but like places, but like major cities that have like really tall buildings where you need the um where you need to get up floors quick. Yeah, they're pretty fast. Okay, that would that would terrify me. I'm not like scared of elevators, but that would terrify me. I'm scared of heights, man. Are you? I, I'm very, I'm very scared of heights. Yeah, I don't like them. Uh, go, go figure with my job too. Yeah, but I do not like heights. Doesn't make a ton of sense there. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm scared of heights, but you're not going to see me as like one of those dudes that's like sitting on the edge of a building. No, like sixty-three stories up in the air. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to see me doing that. But you will catch me on a roller coaster. 
See, I've never been like I've never been like a big roller coaster person either. But I love them. Um, I've also never really given them a chance. Well, Hershey Park's not that far. I know. Maybe we'll make an effort to get there. Maybe. Roller coaster is a lot of fun for me. I mean, I I understand why they're not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I know like uh, I've been on one. I went on one when I was in Disney. It was like you do half of it forwards and then you do the other half backwards. Yeah, I can see why that would be a little off-putting as your first roller coaster as a child. Yeah, I could see why that one. I mean, like, I mean, I was like thirteen, but yeah, it's still a child. I'm <laughs> still a child. Yeah. Well, true. But like Sarah and I went to Hershey Park with um. Two of her work friends and uh, their boyfriends. Mm. Um, and it was just us. And they were like, hands up, hands up. And I was like, okay, perfect. This is this is my kind of party. I put my hands up and we were going over a loop. We were going around a loop. And like, I still had my hands up the entire time. And we got out of the loop. And uh, her one coworker's boyfriend looked at me. He, he goes, Wes, you're a fucking animal. I was like, thank you. Because I put my hands up. Right. Because uh, everybody else reached down to grab the bar. They were like, nope, we're not fucking with this. And I'm like, I'm like hands up, whole way through the loop. I'm like, fuck it, if I die, I die. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that wasn't my thought. I just I just thoroughly enjoy roller coasters. And uh, I tend to go uh, tend to go hands up quite quite a bit. Yeah, I just got to give them a chance. That's all, that's all I got to do. Man. Maybe we'll make an effort to get to Hershey Park. That'll be a fun day. We'll have to, yeah. Yeah, how does that feel about roller coasters? Do you even know? Um, I don't think we've ever talked about roller coasters before. Yeah, I mean that's not just like a topic of conversation that just happens. You know, like that, like there's there's intention behind asking those questions. It's not just like <laughs> like first first date. How you doing? What? Roller coasters thoughts? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake. Jake, nice to meet you. Uh, roller coasters. Yay, nay. What are you thinking? How you feeling them? How do you feel on them? Do you like them? Do you not? What's up? How you feel? You like them? Do you not like them? Do you want to kiss me? What What's the vibes? Yeah. What are the vibes? What are the vibes here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the, that's something that uh, the question comes with some intention afterwards. It's not just like a you wake up on a Sunday morning. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Ah, your breath kind of stinks. Do you like roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's morning breath stinks. That's very true. I mean, it, it just is what it is. It's yeah. morning breath for a reason. But yeah, it's just you know. Ah, your breath kind of stinks. Do you like roller coasters? Uh, you, you farted in your sleep last night. Do you like roller coasters? <laughs> don't, don't, don't answer that with my with a, your own question. Answer, answer the the original question first. What? Yeah. Let's hop into uh, let's hop into the sports talk. Okay. Before we get ourselves lost. Okay. Um, where do you want to start? I don't even know where to start here. Well, the only thing we really have to talk about today is the NFL. That is true. Uh, little little update. Uh, earlier today, Sean McVay said that he will be returning as the head coach at the Los Angeles Rams. So that is one head coaching vacancy that will not be taking place. And uh, same thing with Dennis Allen. It was announced that he was he's going to be retaining his job as the coach of the Saints. Um, so it's looking like um, the way it sits right now, there's still only five vacancies in the NFL. Five or six? Five. Five. And uh, apparently... Um, Bill Belichick came out and announced that he um he will be returning as the head coach. He himself announced he will be returning as the head coach. Mm. And like didn't even leave it up to Robert Kraft or their GM over there. Well, he is the GM. Is he? Yes. Like actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Bill Belichick is the coach and GM. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really 
pay attention to the franchise all too much. So the GM did decide for him. Ah, oh. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't give Robert Kraft uh, much room to work there. Robert Kraft's like, all right, fuck it. I guess we're bringing him back. You've won. You've won him six Super Bowls. You can kind of just operate at your own free will at this point. I mean, yes and no. Within reason. Yeah, but I mean, after two, uh, I mean, they did technically make the playoffs last year, but they didn't really make the playoffs because they got the shit kicked out of them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so they might as well have not made the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't know. He's on a short leash over there. I wouldn't say that short of a leash. Yeah, he's he's on a shorter leash than I think people think. I don't think he would ever get fired. I think I think him and Kraft would just have the conversation of like, hey, look, I kind of want to go in another direction. Do you mind just like stepping down as coach? You can still be GM. Which I think is probably, which I think would ha- would happen. I would not want to be a head coach with Bill Belichick being my GM. I would not want to step into that role. He would be way too hands-on. I, like, I'd be like, hey, I want this guy for my receiving core. No, I think we should go in this route. Bill, I'm telling you, this. I want this guy in my offense. No, I really think we need to go this route. Yeah. Bill, this isn't your choice anymore. Like, you get a say, but, like, this is my team now. All right, you're fired. I'm the coach now. What? You good? Something that Jalen Ramsey tweeted. Oh, God, I can only imagine. He tweeted, he tweeted like, a video of him, like, walking, I guess, like, a, I guess like a season highlight um, for him, and then three pictures, and it says, tweet says, it is what it is. It was what it was. If this is if that's the end, it went out with a bang. Still that. Yeah, that's a guy that knows he's getting traded. Yeah, yeah, he's probably gone in all in all likelihood. I mean, the Rams are just one of those teams. The Rams are one of those teams that are so. I mean, we've talked about it so many times here on the podcast. You know, the experiment worked. Yeah, they, you, you got a ring. Yep, they got they got a ring out of it. They, I mean, they traded literally for everybody they could <laughs> afford, and um. You know, ultimate, ultimately it worked out for them, and they won the Super Bowl and everything like that. But now you're so, I mean, you're so cap stricken, and you have no draft picks. You got to do something in order to get those back. So, um, guy like Jalen Ramsey, he'll probably be on the move. Depending on what happens with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup could be on the move as well. That one I highly doubt. Well, I think with McVay coming back, um, Matt Stafford will be back as well. And in what capacity? I couldn't tell you. He very well may come back as the backup. Matt Stafford. Never know. Yeah, I think he's starting. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, t- time will tell. I mean, season season for them literally just ended last week, so was, there, there's still a lot of time to speculate. Um, you know, of course, they're not in the playoffs. There, they would be picking into top top ten. Um, had they had not traded for Matt Stafford, so. Yeah, I mean they. Uh... But again, you know their their whole their whole thing was okay. We're Matt Stafford away from Super Bowl and. Sure enough, they and, were. And by God, they were. So, um, so you know, it all it all works out for them. But, um, but yeah, they're in a they're they're kind of in a tough spot right now. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get rid of some pieces, get a little bit of draft capital back, start retooling the team. Um, they, I mean, they they struck gold while the window was there. Yep, and it worked. You know, like we said, that I mean, they hoisted the Lombardi. They got it from one season. I think the goal was probably more than one. Yeah, but mission accomplished. You got one. You're Super Bowl champions. You can say that. I mean, you and I mean, when we were doing our schedule predictions here for the in the beginning part of the season, um, we were both under the assumption they were at least talented enough to at least make the playoffs again. I had them as division winners. Yeah, so so did I. Um, 
you know, we didn't really think that they would be, um, I guess in a word, abysmal. Which they were. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, uh, which they definitely were. So, um, I mean, while we're talking about it, let, let's, let's jump over and talk about how we did on our schedule predictions for each individual team. Okay. Where would you, do you want to just start out West since we're already there? Might as well. So we're going to start with the NFC West. So, um, so kind of just to recap how we had things going, we had the, we had the, um, con- or the division playing out as the Rams winning it, uh, with a record of 14 and three. San Francisco coming in second with a record of 11 and six. All right. We didn't do too bad there. Uh, in third place, we had the Arizona Cardinals at 10 and seven. Yeah, they shit the bed. And then coming in last, we had the Seattle Seahawks at three and fourteen. Yeah, I mean they way overachieved. Geno Smith played very, very well for them. Nobody expected this, mm-hmm. um, except for maybe Geno Smith. And even that, he might not have expected it. He just he's going to put on the front, like yeah, no, I I got confidence in myself. Right. And then kind of just to play, um, to run it back through, just to highlight, just to highlight the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers went thirteen and four to win the division. Uh, Seattle came in second at nine and eight. The Rams came in third at five and twelve, and the Arizona Cardinals came in last at four and thirteen. So we really got this entire division wrong. Yeah, I mean, we got the entire division wrong. We weren't too far off on the San Francisco 49ers, but I think out of all the teams in that division, that one, the San Francisco 49ers probably had the least question marks around them. Agreed. Yeah, and then even after they traded for Christian McCaffrey, it's kind of like okay. They're like the de facto best team in this division, and it showed. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument that they're the best team in the conference. You can make an argument that they're the best team in the NFL. You could do that as well. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the NFC South. Let's move up the ESPN board here. Okay. So, and do you have the rank? Do you have the current standings on your? Okay. Yep. So the South. Um, to recap, we had the division winner of the South. Uh, we got this one right. Uh, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we had them to a tune of thirteen and four. We had they went eight and nine. Went eight and nine, so we were definitely way off on that one. Um, second place, uh, we had the New Orleans Saints. Second second place, we kind of can't get wrong because they all tied at seven and ten to finish out the year. That's fair. Um, but we had the New Orleans Saints going ten and seven. Um, I think a lot of people, including us, had higher expectations for the Saints from this past year. Um, we actually had them opening up on a uh, six-game win streak and also winning uh, seven out of the first eight games. Well, I think the plan was, is what well, at least you and I thought, they were going to be rocking with Jameis Winston all year. They decided to go with Andy Dalton. I don't know who thought that was a good fucking idea, but that was clearly not it. The guy they're bringing back, Dennis Allen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah definitely, definitely, definitely did not pan out to be the best idea. Um, so, yeah, we had New Orleans going 10-7. Uh, in second place in the division, we actually had, or third place. I'm sorry, we had the Carolina Panthers going five and twelve. Man, we weren't too far off on that. Yeah, they were definitely a team that kind of over that overperformed, especially towards the end of the season. Once it turned to Sam Darnold, they started playing a hell of a lot better. Um, I mean, everybody thought they were just going all in for the for the quarterback of their choice at number one. But once they fired Matt Rule and they got and they benched Baker and they went with uh, Steve Wilkes and. Um, Sam Darnold, once he eventually finally started. Yeah, they actually figured it out a little bit. Yeah, and, um, you know, you can make an argument that if, if Sam Darnold starts earlier, um, they win that division. Yeah, I mean, you can make that argument. Sam Darnold was injured, though, so Sam Darnold could not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, if, if they, because I believe he, he was healthy when they turned to P.J. Walker. 
potentially. I believe he was healthy when they turned to P.J. Walker. So if they don't turn to P.J. Walker, which I think they lost both of his, his starts, they went back to Baker for a game, and then with Sam Darnold. So... Yeah, decisions, decisions. And then uh, to round out the divi- to round out the conf- or division, geez, um, we had Atlanta going two and fifteen. This is definitely one that we got way off. Um, they definitely they ran the ball really, really well um, this past season, which is definitely what helped them out a lot. Um, but lack of consistent quarterback play and um, really the misuse of their own weapons and their own offense, yeah, really proved to be. Um, <clears throat> part of their demise they were also a team that was in in it up until the end i mean this was the closest division in football yeah well i mean you got the tampa bay buccaneers who are division winner in the four seed in the nfc playoffs under 500 right and then everybody else was a game behind them yeah and everybody else is a game behind them um it came down to the carolina panthers at seven and ten playing for the division Mm -hmm. in week 17 right if carolina wins that game they win the division yeah which is, which is crazy. They'd have a 5-1 and one division record, too. Carolina would have if they won that. That's insane. Think about that. That's crazy. All right, NFC North. Uh, keep moving up the ladder. So this was another uh, another pick that we did have right. Um, we had the Minnesota Vikings coming in first place in the NFC North to a record of 10-7, and seven, so they definitely outperformed our expectations. Thir- yeah, they went 13-4. and four. Um, it, We actually had... <laughs> Two, we actually had teams tied for second place. Um, we had, you know, for the sit. Hold on, who do we actually have coming in second place? Okay, we actually had by by head to head record. We had Green Bay beating Detroit twice. Um, Which so, Detroit beat Green Bay twice? Yes. So Green Bay, uh, we had Green Bay coming in second place in the division at six and eleven. Followed by Detroit, also at six and ele- six and eleven, and then Chicago rounding it out at a record of four and thirteen. So we got damn close to the fucking Chicago. Yeah, Chicago was three and fourteen. We we were kind of right on the money. Yeah, so um, that was that was definitely a division that we knew was up for the taking for Minnesota, um, with bringing in uh, what's his name, their head coach. Um, why am I drawing a blank on it from the uh, from the Rams? Um, I just can't think of his name. Why do I want to say it's Mike? No, they had Mike Zimmer. Well, yeah, I mean they had Mike Zimmer. Why am I drawing a blank? One? I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but when they brought when they brought in the new coach, he was definitely an offensive minded coach, and he uh, he unlocked what Justin Jefferson can really do. He's probably going to be offensive player of the year, so that definitely helped out their cause with uh, with winning the division for sure. Um. Wow. ESPN really doesn't tell you coaches. It's kind of messed up. Coach of the... As soon as you say his name, it's going to drive me insane. I'm like, yep, that was him. Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, because he was up for... He's up for uh, Coach, Coach of the, the year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of hard to leave him off the list. So, NFC North, any any surprises there? Or is everything pretty much... The Detroit Lions being as good as they were. I mean, 9-8. and eight, um, They almost made the playoffs. Um, legitimately, they were a overtime win from the Seattle Seahawks um, away. Like, if Seattle loses that game in overtime, we're talking about the Detroit Lions going into San Francisco. And I tell you what, that's a pretty interesting matchup. Yeah, I still li- I would still like San Francisco's odds. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Detroit definitely, definitely gives them a run for their money, for sure. Yeah, and I know it's weird because... 
Seattle versus San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, that's a division matchup. So you expect a good game, which I, I think it, it, it will ultimately be a pretty good game. But I think, honestly, Detroit gives them a better a better fit than Seattle does. Yeah, I mean, just because, I mean, Detroit's offense is so dynamic. And the defense is playing really, really well, too. Um, you know, they would give San Francisco a hell of a lot more fits, I think, than Seattle would. Seattle's definitely kind of crashed back down to earth. I think Detroit legitimately, I, th- I think legitimately, you pair them up this weekend against any playoff team in the NFC. And I think legitimately the only team they would lose to would be the 49ers. At plays this weekend? Yes, in okay. the NFC. So you, so that's excluding the Eagles? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, personally, I think even if they went into Philadelphia, I think the, I would I like the Lions in that matchup as well. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Something about that Lions team, something about Dan Campbell getting to the playoffs seems like that's a place you don't want to see him. You think it's, you think it's just a matter of fact that they have nothing to lose? Yeah, everything to gain. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, gotcha. and the Philadelphia Eagles, legitimately, I mean, they have everything to lose. I mean, they were the longest unbeaten team in the in the in the league, not yeah. even in the NFC, in the league. Um, they were the hottest team in the league. <sighs> they kind of tailed off at the end there um, when Gardner Minshew came in without Jalen Hurts. But now Jalen Hurts is banged up. Um, Lane Johnson is planning to play next weekend, mm. but he's banged up. There's a lot of guys on that team that are a little banged up. Uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, I I did read he's back at practice, which is good news yeah. for them. Um, but I don't know, man. Detroit Lions were a sneaky team that I don't think many people wanted to see. I mean, they did just go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. That's a good point. When all the Packers had to do was win, and they're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's and a, I mean, that's I a very mean, good point. That's an Aaron Rodgers that like. I don't want to say it's a career-defining moment because Aaron Rodgers has solidified himself as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But to you could put away the uh, the Lions and go to the playoffs with this team that you know everybody counted you out, and it was a remarkable turnaround in the season. And right, the Lions went in and won, and I think that they they were playing some good football at the end of the year. They were getting hot at the right time. I don't think that's a team many people wanted to see in the NFC. You know, I will say this too in regards to the uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, that game, I think, against the Packers, that was that was that was a that was a signal of the changing of the guard in the NFC North. Yeah, um, because I mean, I, I mean, I'll be very honest. I mean, the Vikings window is very small. It's a very small window, just because you're not going to be able to get consistent quarterback play out of Kirk Cousins for much longer. He's a little bit up there in age. He was drafted in 0- in 2012, in 2012, <laughs> um, and now it's. 2023 so he's been in the nfl for this will be year number 12 to be honest i think this one year is their window yeah i think this is it for them yeah i would agree because eventually you're gonna have to pay justin jefferson he's gonna get a massive massive fucking contract oh yeah he's he's gonna break the market for wide receiver oh absolutely right rightfully deserved by the way and you know in all honesty i could see dalvin cook becoming a cap casualty just because of injury concerns inconsistent play and I, th- I think they would opt to go with a cheaper option than Alexander Madison. Yeah, well, I mean, similar play style. Right, very similar play style. I mean... Less um, miles. Yeah, and I mean, the only, only thing for Dalvin Cook is he, he has that home run speed. Everybody saw it in the, in the Colts game when he when he broke off... The little screen pass. Yeah, broke off that screen pass. So, I mean, everybody knows what Dalvin Cook is capable of. Um... But I, 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 I think his time as the lead back there, I think it's becoming numbered. 
I mean, the shelf life for a running back in the NFL is so small that eventually you just have to start going with youth in order to help out your team more. Um, and yeah. and that defense is such a mess. Yeah, that defense is pretty terrible. Um, Adam Thielen's getting up there. He's yep. taking some shots. He's probably he might be another guy uh, if they can keep him on a lower uh, low enough deal. Keep him around as a veteran guy. And you know, Adam Thielen, I don't think is a guy that they would ever let go of just because he's a Minnesota native as well. Yeah, he's Mister Consistent too. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 very consistent there. There's His, no there's no ebbs and flows. I mean, he's right here the entire time. Right, exactly. So I mean, I mean, he's and. He's a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Local guy, undrafted, had to bust his ass to make the team. Yeah. Broke out of nowhere. Hard worker, great yep. hands. Very hard worker, catches everything that comes to him. Pretty crisp route runner, too. Very, yep, good route runner. I mean, it, it, he's he's definitely a feel-good story that Minnesota likes. So he's definitely a guy that will spend his entire career that career there. Less, less explosive Cooper Cup. Hmm. Pretty good route runner. Pretty good hands. I'm saying pretty good. I mean, like excellent, like good hands, good route runner. Less explosive, I wouldn't say. I would say a poor man's Cooper Cup because everything the Cooper Cup does, you're like, wow, speed, explosiveness, crisp route running, great hands. Adam Thielen has good route running. He can be explosive. He has decent speed. He has good hands. But you're like. Good play with Thielen. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good way to look at it. I mean, Adam Thielen definitely, in the words of Gus Johnson, does not have getting away from the cop speed. No, no, very. I true. still can't believe he said that on national television. That's one of the funniest commentary things I've ever heard. I know, I know, isn't that awesome? He's got getting away from the cop speed. I can't believe he said that. If you guys don't know who Gus Johnson is, please look him up on YouTube. Just look up Gus Johnson like highlights or whatever. He calls games for Fox. Um, did I don't think he does anymore. He, he might do it for college. He's yeah, I think he's college. Yeah, he like he says just absolutely phenomenal things. Remember the play where Denzel Ward uh, blew up that wide receiver from Maryland, and he goes, "You got barbecue back there, and I wasn't invited. Now I'm mad." Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 definitely a treasure. Um, to keep things moving here, um, the the NFC East. Uh, this one we were also correct about with the winner. Uh, we had the Philadelphia Eagles to a tune of eleven and six. They went fourteen and three. Went fourteen and three, so they definitely, definitely exceeded our expectations. Oh, in everybody's eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we had them as the winner of the division, but I didn't think people. I did. I mean, they started so hot. Yeah, so hot. Eleven and so, zero, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, no. Eight, no. They lost to Washington the first game of the season. Ah, uh, you're right, you're right. The second time they played them, they, lo- they lost to Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Washington, we actually had them coming in second place in the division at 11-6. and six. They ended up finishing at 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. I expected more from Carson Wentz at the quarterback position. I mean, granted, he got hurt, and they turned to Taylor Heineke, which, honestly, Taylor Heineke won them more games than Carson Wentz did. But yeah. I expected Carson Wentz to understand that, hey, dude, this is your last stop. Yeah. Like, this is it. You got to make this work or it's not going to. Right. I expected him to, like, lock it back in because it's crazy. Carson Wentz was going to win an MVP in Philly before he got injured. And then Nick Foles took over and Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. And then Carson Wentz got booed out of Philly, which that's a tough crowd to please. But that's neither here nor there. 
Dude, legitimately, if Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt there, I think his entire career has changed because that really screwed up his confidence, and he's never been the same since. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's kind of one of he's kind of one of the big what if stories of the, of the NFL. Like, what if he never got hurt? Yeah, because like, it, and he still has like flashes of that of those times. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still flashes of it, but the confidence is. I think it's all mental. I really, I really genuinely believe it's all mental for him. Yeah, because I mean, like the like the skill, it's all still, it's all still there. You'll see him make a throw, and you're like. Wow. Okay, that's why he got drafted number two. Like I think he like he needs he needs like a like a just a brilliant offensive. He needs like a Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, um, kind of coach that can like really just help him understand it all again. Kansas City would be a good place for him to go as a backup. Yeah. Holy shit, that would be terrifying. That'd be a really good place. Could for him you to imagine go as like being a team and you're like. Oh, like, like by by no means do we wish injury upon players, but like Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, and you're like, oh, finally, finally, like God, we have a chance, and it's like, oh, here comes Carson Wentz with Andy Reid, Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Marie, um, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey. God, dude, we can't fucking win. The only th- the only thing I think with um with Carson Wentz is he needs to go to somewhere that also has a pretty good running game as well, and the, that is not the Chiefs. Well, Andy Reid could scheme up a run game. He can scheme up a run game, but he does not have the personnel to do it. I mean, he has to rely on Jarek McKinnon, who's a receiving back, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who has no business being a first-round pick to begin he's a, with. He's on IR. Well, he... But yeah, 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 I know, you're not, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to get cut this offseason because Isaiah Pacheco, he ended up emerging as the number one back there. But even so, I mean, he's not... He's a speed guy. I mean, he's not really this... And they have runner. Ronald Jones up there, too. And Ronald Jones got booted out of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, to keep it moving, we had Dallas coming in third place at uh, seven and ten. They definitely over exceeded our expectations as well, finishing twelve and five. And then the team we actually had coming in last place was the New York Giants. We had them going six and eleven. They ended up being a playoff team at nine, seven, and one. So coming into this season, I was higher on the Giants than you were. Um. And I had a feel- because you also thought that Tyrod Taylor was going to take over and start. Yes, I did. I did think that Daniel Jones was eventually. I thought that they were going to try to trade him and just get something for him and just be like, "Hey, all right, well, we tried it. It didn't work. That popped really loudly. It did. Yeah, I know you didn't mean to. It was just like, wow. Um, yeah, sorry. So I thought they were going to tr- they were going to turn to the to the tried and true veteran who has been there before. Um, he got the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. Um, he played pretty well for the Browns mm-hmm. when when he was there. Um, he got injured. Baker Mayfield took over. He had a very unfortunate thing happen to him in Los Angeles, where the medical doctor, or whatever, was giving him a cortisone shot and punctured his lung. Yep. Um, and then that was the start of Justin Herbert's career, which hindsight being twenty twenty, kind of worked out for the Jets or the Jets, Christ, uh, the Chargers. But it was a very very unfortunate thing that happened to Tyrod Taylor. He even got the short stick in Houston too. Yeah, he got the short stick in Houston. So I thought I thought Tyrod Taylor with Brian Dable, some of their weapons, their wide receiver core has vastly underperformed. Um, they have names; they just don't have production. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the names are there. I think Sterling Shepard he tore his uh, ACL, but um, they traded away Kadarius Tony. Um, they still for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Well, Tony was unhappy, but after one season, like bro, give it a chance. Yeah. I mean, he was taken before Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, they still have uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, 
They have some other dudes over there. I'm trying to blank on their name. Uh, Darius Slayton as well. Darius Slayton. That's a guy that, that knows some people. Um, Even uh, Wondell Robinson, the dude that got out of, out of Kentucky in this last draft, too. He's yeah. A, he's, he's a pretty good wideout, too. He got injured, too. I don't know if he's back yet or not. He yeah. might be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was higher on the Giants, but I thought it was because Tyrod Taylor was going to be in there. He wasn't. Daniel Jones got it. Daniel Jones might have just bought himself another contract. I yeah, it's not a, it's not going to be the most lucrative contract, but he bought himself another contract. Yeah, Daniel Jones definitely uh, deserves another chance in in New York. He's shown that like Brian Dable and him can make it work. Yeah, and 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 really the way that the Giants ended up performing this year, I think that I think that Josh Allen is more of a testament to how good of a OC Brian Dable actually is, but that but that's why I thought the Giants were going to be so good is because right. I I had more faith in Brian Dable than I did in anybody else. I had yeah. more faith in Brian Dable and Saquon Barkley than anybody else on that team. Yeah, and and I mean it just it just goes to show that you know he was Josh Allen he was he was the OC in Buffalo with Josh Allen the year Josh Allen blew up and then he got he was there for two years and then he got hired this year as head coach. Yeah, and he came from Bama. And he came from Alabama, exactly. So I mean, I mean, he's he's been he's been around great quarterbacks. He developed Josh Allen to what he is now, and now he's getting his hands on Daniel Jones, who has who has all the skill in the world. He's like he can run. He's got a cannon of an arm. The only the only problem with Daniel Jones was fumbles. Yeah, he, like he he was throwing less interceptions, but he was just fumbling the hell out of the ball. This year, he really cut down on his turnovers. You know, I think I think the one the one big knock on him is that is his numbers that was just because of the lack of production out of the receiving core. So Daniel Jones definitely um definitely has earned another year at least in New York. Well, I, I'm not even saying he earned another contract with New York, but he earned another contract somewhere. And and you know this is the thing I think I think Brian Dable likes Daniel Jones a lot. because of his versatility, he he has upside. Yeah, he, he's he's like, he's like a poor man's Josh Allen. He does a lot of the same things. He, he's very he's very erratic, but he has the speed. He has the arm. You know, he, he's just got to put it all together. Yeah, he's just got to hone him in a little bit, get him together, right? It'll work. Teach him, teach him. Yeah, that was the biggest thing with Josh Allen. He had all the skill in the world coming from Wyoming, but you just needed somebody to refine his skills, show him how to actually play quarterback. Because I mean, shit, playing at Wyoming—that's a team that's not even at. Um, not at the, not even an FBS ball anymore. They're FCS. They're still Division One, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the whole the whole thing with Josh Allen was okay. You're the best player on the field. Just go out there and just win games. Yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that in that draft class, Josh Allen had the highest ceiling, but by far the lowest floor. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody, everybody said Josh Allen project for sure project. And after two years, people were like, "This is a failed project." Legitimately, people actually said that the, that the Josh Allen experiment has failed in Buffalo, and it's time for them to, to move on and draft another quarterback. And then the very next year, boom. Got to have a little patience. But, I'm, I mean, I'm also the type of person, I'm like, you got till Thanksgiving of year two to, to show me glimpses that gives me something to work with. And that's the thing. Like, like Josh Allen, he was so bad in his first two years, you're like, he's not improving at all. But it was the third, it, it took him two full years. Yeah. And then the third year, he, he really showed everybody. And now look, the, the whole year and a half thing, that, that mentality that I have, that I, I'm like, you got a year and a half to show me, it may work, it may not. Who knows? But at least you don't hold on to, um, hold on to a negative too long and then it bites you in the ass. Right. 
I I mean the whole Bill the whole uh Bill Belichick way is get rid of somebody a year too early than a year too late. Look look at J C Jackson. Yeah. Just let him walk. Got all you could out of him. Let him walk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was how we did with the NFC. We kind of got on a little tangent there. Um. So since we're right here, starting the AFC East, uh, keep talking about Buffalo. Um. They we widely expected them to win the division. They did. Um. We wanted. We thought they were going to go twelve and five. They went thirteen and three. So definitely a good year by Buffalo. Um. Who came? Okay. On your socks. We predicted that Miami Dolphins would go, would come in second place in the division with a record of nine and eight. Nine and eight. Let's go, dude. We said the New England Patriots would come in third with a record of eight and nine. Let's go, dude. Uh, but we said that the Jets were going to come in last of four and thirteen. <laughs> okay, well they overachieved, but dude, we legit, we just got two teams uh, precisely right on the money. Yep, nine and eight, eight and nine. Let's go. Yeah. So um, we're out here. This is what we do. Yeah, not really, for sure. Um, to move on to the AFC North, uh, we had the winner as the Ravens. We had them going thirteen and four. Um, still a respectable season by the Ravens, going ten and seven. Play. Yeah, we, we were a little ambitious there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the games we the games we had them losing. We had them losing week five to Cincinnati. They won. Week eight at Tampa Bay. They won. Week thirteen. Against the um, Broncos, they won. Week 14 at Pittsburgh, they won. So all four games we said they were going to lose, they ended up winning. So um, we got we got all seven losses wrong. <laughs> um, but that's all right. Um, the team that we had coming in second place that actually ended up winning the division, which is actually hosting the Ravens, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, we had them going 9-8. and eight. Um, they actually ended up, they ended up going twelve and four. The defense was a bit of a shock this year. Yeah, I'm still not sold on it. Um, we'll talk we'll talk about playoff games here in just in just a moment. Um, but of course, and just just in case if you have forgotten, the Bengals only played sixteen games as well as the Bills due to the uh, cardiac arrest of Demar Hamlin with their la- with their game being called a no contest. So that is why that they played one less game than everybody else. Anyway, um, third in the AFC North. Yep, third in the AFC North. We actually had the Pittsburgh Steelers at a record of eight and nine. They went nine and eight. Yep. So not bad. One so, game off. So we're one game off, and then coming in last place, the Cleveland Browns. We had them going seven and ten. Let's go, dude. Yeah. So we actually did, we we did we did a little better than 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 we actually than I actually thought we would have. Um, we were we were pretty close on a, on a good bit of teams. Um, I feel like this is where it goes downhill. Yeah, the, the AFC the, South here. The, the, the next two, the AFC South and the AFC West, they just go off the fucking rails. Um, so the team that we had coming in first place in the division was actually Tennessee Titans. We had them going ten and seven. They went seven and ten. Went seven and ten. So we were, so we had just, just had the numbers flip flop. The team we had coming in second place was the Indianapolis Colts. We had them going nine and eight. <laughs> that that team is a dumpster fire. Yep. They went 4-12-1, so we were definitely way off there. Uh, in third place, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars going 7-10, and 10, so we were two games off there. They ended up going 9-8, and eight, winning the division. And then we got this team vastly wrong. <laughs> um, we had the Houston Texans actually going 0-17. They went 3-13-1. And, <laughs> and they still, they still had the second... Worst record in the 
in the NFL. Yeah. Should have had the worst. That's a prediction I'm very proud of. Yeah, you you should gloat that as as often as possible. Yeah, that they were gonna they were gonna fuck themselves out of the number one pick, and now I think they're gonna fuck themselves out of Bryce Young. Can can I tell you? I uh, I was thinking about this earlier. So we were talking about head coaching candidates like on the move and everything like mm-hmm. that, and how uh, Philadelphia's offensive coordinator um, is widely regarded to have a uh, to get granted a head coaching position. I, I that makes sense in Houston. Like the head coach, hey, becoming the head coach in uh, Houston, and with the number two pick, Houston shocks the world. And because everybody thinks that somebody like the Colts or the Panthers or somebody like that's going to move up and draft Bryce Young ahead of them, that they just take the def- best defensive player that they think available there, whether it's Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, hmm. at number two with that new head coach coming in from Philly and draft the project kid, Anthony Richardson, later in the first round. I don't think he'll be there. I, 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 I mean, there's every, there's, you it, make an argument, five teams in the top 10 to need a quarterback. Yeah, but I don't think the, I don't think their second pick is that far. It's like, 12th. It's 12th. Does it sit at 12 right now? Yes. They could probably still get Anthony Richardson at 12. Well, I mean, you got to think. So the Colts taking a quarterback, no question. Um, the Raiders are not rocking with Nathan Peterman. <sighs> it might rock, rock with Jarrett Stidham. Peterman plays in um, Chicago. That's right. But they're not. They're not going with Jarrett Stidham as, a, as their starter. I think they're they're on the hopes that they can get Tom Brady. I think that's their market. I think it'd be foolish, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think you're getting a one-year rental. Yeah, that you're paying $40 million for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a team... I could see somebody like Josh McDaniels taking Will Levis. Anthony Richardson seems like a Raiders pick. A project. They always take projects. Because the whole thing is... <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. J- Jamarcus Russell. They, did, they, they took Darius Hayward Bay as the number one wide receiver. Yeah, that's fair. Clellan Farrell. Alex Leatherwood. That might have been the worst pick I've ever seen. Leatherwood? Yeah. That was bad. That one was a bad one. Um, well, while we're on the subject of the AFC West, this is where we kind of lost it. We thought that the Los Angeles Chargers were going to win the division at 13-4. and um, They came in second place at 10-7. and The team that we actually... Hold on. Pause. Pause. How cool was that? Noise? Oh man, I don't know who would have won this division. Spout it out for me, and let me let me let me help you work through it. We're, we, we're a team here, so we had we had Denver and Los Angeles both both finishing thirteen and four, both losing three games in the division, and losing one game to the AFC West. NFC West, I'm sorry. Then it's conference. Conference record is the tiebreaker at that point. It's identical though. Then I think it would be strength of schedule or strength of victory. I think is the next tiebreaker. It wouldn't be strength of victory. Is it gonna be strength strength of schedule? I think it's strength of victory. Hmm. I'm almost positive it's strength of. I I swear, if we had Denver winning this fucking division, I'd be pissed. (laughs) 
it is okay. So it's division, conference, th- strength of schedule, and then strength of victory. Okay, can you tell me who had the the tougher schedule? Broncos. We had the Broncos winning the division. We had the Broncos winning the division at a record of thirteen and four. They absolutely shit the fucking bed, going five and twelve. Yeah, way to go, Nathaniel Hackett. You really fucked this one up. We almost had that one wrong by 10 games. <sighs> Dude, but uh, they were the biggest shock in the NFL. The Buccaneers being pretty bad, it, yeah, they they at least made the... They, they turned it around. The they Ram- went 8-9. The Rams, too. The Rams, pretty big shock. This, like, legitimately, everybody just said Denver's a quarterback away. Yeah. You trade for a star quarterback. Who picked that team? Because he had a no trade clause. Yeah, he said. He said, "I'm going to. I'll go to. I will go to this team." Yeah, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett really fucked that up. Also, Derek Carr has a no trade clause, so he can control where he goes. Yeah. Um. But we had the Chargers coming in second place at three and fourteen. Thirteen and four. I'm sorry. Thirteen and four, and they went ten and seven. Uh, the team that won the division, the Kansas City Chiefs, we had them at twelve and five. They, they went fourteen and three. They went fourteen and three, and then the team we had coming in last place in the division was the Raiders at eleven and six. Yeah, they went six and eleven. Yeah, I mean, we thought that this uh, this division was going to be very very competitive. Um, it really was not. It yeah. wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City ran away with this from the jump. Um, good on them. I th- think they are the. There's only two teams that actually went six and zero in their division, and it's them. And the 49ers. Crazy, right? Crazy. So, I mean, Kansas City, uh, we expected a little bit of a drop-off. I mean, dude, anytime you lose a player like Tyreek Hill, you expect a drop-off. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. I mean, he he tilts the field. He has Tyree game-changing Hill speed. And Tyra Matthew, they lost, too. That's also true. I mean, he just has game-changing speed. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what he's done for uh, Tua Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was their number one receiver. I want to say he was second in receiving yards in the league behind Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I believe you're right. I mean, he's he's clearly a difference maker. So losing someone like that, I mean, it you think it's going to make a difference? But once again, we're talking about Carson Wentz going to Andy Reid or um, Kyle Shanahan out in San Francisco. I mean, I didn't even realize they both went six and zero in their vision when he I said came it. Came in second by ninety nine yards. Yeah, so he wasn't too far behind. I mean. Andy Reid knows how to put together an offense game plan. Yeah. It's always been his forte. Mm-hmm. He, he's an offensive guru. So, good on Andy Reid. Good on Patrick Mahomes. I'll be honest. I hate the Kansas City Chiefs significantly less now that Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes' wife aren't in the news at all. We went an entire regular season without hearing from them. That's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, have, I haven't heard anything about them. They don't really bother me that much anymore. I hate the Chiefs significantly less now. I also have a really, really strong disdain for the... Uh... Bengals. Bengals now. Yeah, I can't stand you Cincinnati fans. I'm going to say it. I yeah. said it, I meant it. Yeah, I strongly, strongly, strongly dislike Kansas City or uh, Cincinnati fans. Uh, let me let me also re- let me also rephrase. It's not all of them. There are some Cincinnati fans with some sense. But see, but see the 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 thing is it's the it's the few that makes it that ruins it for the many. There's fans on on Twitter legitimately saying that the Ravens played dirty because their players said that they played dirty. But then, like, there's the play where you talked about it last week or Tuesday, um, where the the left tackle, um, 
Jonah Williams, I believe his name is. Um, no, it wasn't Jonah Williams. He actually has some sense to him. It was the it was the guy they had. Um, they had some dude coming halfway through the game. Whoever it was, um, he literally drove Tyus Bowser out of bounds like Michael Orr from the blind side when the coach is like, Michael, where were you taking him? I was taking him home. Um, to the opposite side of the entire play. Yeah, it's on the opposite side of the field. The The ball was already thrown down. The play was dead. And he kept driving him out of bounds into the sticks, into the Ravens bench. And then Cincinnati fans were literally like, the whole Ravens team should be fine. That's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, what? What did we do? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. I'm like, I can't even argue with you. You're so stupid. Like, you can't argue with stupid. No. You cannot argue with stupid because you have to come down to their level and they're going to be better at being stupid than you are. <laughs> that's, that's like one of the smartest things I've ever heard you say on the show. Yeah. But, but for real, yeah. You, I mean, you can't argue with, with stupidity. Yeah. They're going to be the smarter idiot. That's a sentence. That is a sentence. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. I'm a moron. Yeah. <laughs> You're so baffled. Yeah, dude. Cincinnati, man. Dude, like I said, some of them have sense. Some of them are like, I didn't see anything dirty. Like, what What do you see that's dirty? Like, I don't... I right. Don't, what about Eli Apple pulling on dude's legs? Right. Like, come on. Homeboy driving him into the bench after the play. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like... The week before, Trey Hendrickson rolling up on uh, Josh Allen's ankle. Hayden Hurst driving a dude into the ground face first from behind. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, if we wanna, if if we're gonna call a spade a spade, we gotta we gotta stay consistent about it. Look and and see and see this is the thing. Like heading like heading into this weekend, we'll just we'll just go ahead and jump into it now with the with the with the playoffs. Of course, the big uh, the big matchup that you and I are so concerned about is the Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals at eight o'clock on Sunday night on NBC. Um. So of course. I refuse to lose this game. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure the Ravens don't lose this game. I'll go out to Cincinnati and get some reps in if, if needed. Right. Let me take some total war. I'm going to take some pre-workout. Wow. Okay. John, get me, out on the, get me out on the field. I'll wear whatever number you need me to. I'll wear whatever. Ugliest number you can think of right now. Are you asking me? Yeah. God, what is a musky number? 38's a musky number. 38. I'll wear it. That's a musky number. 36 is my favorite number, but I'll wear 38. Where do you have a 36? I know. I'm just saying 36 is my favorite number. That's like it's my number. What would you play? Like, what, 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 what would you position to play? Whatever he needs. No, 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 no. John Harbaugh says, what position can I use you at? What do you say? Huh. Okay. That, will, that will base what number you have based off what you say. For 38. No, 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 no. What position you say is the number that is going to base it off the, off the number that you get? Because depending on what you play, 38 might look normal. Huh. There's, there's two positions. Okay, well, let me hear them. I think I'd be good at. Okay. Wide receiver. Okay. Safety. 38 makes sense for safety. Number 74. For wide receiver. And safety. That's your number. 74. 74, yep. Wow, okay. College number. 
74. I'd fuck it up. Can I at least have 77? No. Fuck. <laughs> 74, that's your number. I, you know what? I think we already have it. You, you know what? You might be in luck. We, the Ravens might already have a number 74. <laughs> I don't know if we have a 77, though. I'm trying to check now. We actually might have 77. I'm, I'm absolutely petrified right now. I'm trying to load the Ravens app so I can see. I already have the website up. We have a, a uh, number 77 is Daniel Palalele. Ah, shit. You might be number 74. No. Yeah, we don't have a 74 unless there's somebody on injured reserve. God, 47 for Vince for Vince Biddle. That's a that's a dirty number. <sighs> that is a dirty number. No. Uh, oh, hold on. Practice squatters. Ah, David Sharp was number 74 on the practice squad. Aha! You're looking out then. Um. Do, do, do. 67 kind of sucks. Who's 67? Nobody on the active roster, I can tell you that. Might be your number then. Sixty-seven. That's your number. Ugh. There you go. Congrats. You're part of the Ravens. Number sixty-seven. Look, I'm not saying I'm gonna be like a gangbusters out there, but you put me in some reps at wide receiver, and I genuinely think I might be able to catch more balls than James Roche. All right. At least I won't step out of bounds like he did. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm joking, obviously. I'm, I'm a, He's in the NFL. I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, obviously joking. I'm going to need you to pump your brakes there now, homie. I'm obviously joking. Come on. You and I both know that neither one of us could last a play in the NFL. No. Um, I'd my, piss myself before I even got on the field. My body type would hold up a little bit better than yours would. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit better <laughs> built to be an offensive lineman as opposed to you being a fucking safety or wide receiver. Brother, you, what position would you play on the offensive line? What would you give yourself? Probably guard. Guard? Left or right? It doesn't really matter because we have two guards that are way better than me anyway. No, no, we're going over this <laughs> because <laughs> I have a mental image in my head and I can't get it out. I'm so sorry. You're lucky my phone won't load right now. Who do they have as like defensive tackles? I mean, people who that people that could literally DJ Reed, DJ Reader, DJ I mean, Reader would line up against you dude, on the defensive line. He would push you back, and you go ooh <laughs> as you dude, fall backwards. DJ Reader could probably pick me up and throw me over his head, and he and the linebackers would catch me. He would throw you backwards into Tyler Huntley, and you're just going, ooh, <laughs> as you're flying through the air. You know what I'd probably do? I'd probably want to play as the left guard because that way I'm in between Tyler Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley, so I have a little bit of help. <laughs> you're chop blocking right off the rip. You're, you're not even coming out of the three-point. You're down Hell in the no. three-point. Wham, right at the knees. Hell no. I'll lay on the ground and just pop up and like punch you right in your kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> with pinpoint accuracy right in the knee, <laughs> kneecap with the crown of my helmet oh. ow 
All right, back to the topic. We got we got way off track there. Um, that was a fun conversation, though. Yeah. So, uh, so just to go over it, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Actually, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start with the Saturday slate of games. So, starting at four thirty, the Seattle Seahawks are are going into uh, Levi Stadium to play the San Francisco Forty Nineers at four thirty, and then your nightcap on Saturday is going to be the charge a rematch from I think week four, or week three, very early in the season. I think it was three. Um, between the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, of course, like we said already, the San Francisco 49ers went 6-0 in their division, so they have the t- a 2-0 advantage over the Seahawks right now. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season, though. It is. It, it, def- it definitely is, but a team like San Francisco, it's tough to go in there and try to beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, San Francisco handles business. I was just saying that to say it. Um, I mean, they've only lost one home game all, all year. Right. Um, and then on the, on the flip side of that, when the Chargers and the, and the uh, Jaguars played earlier in the season, Justin Herbert was nursing a, a very bad rib injury, but he was gutting through it. Yeah, I think um, he had like fractured cartilage or something like that. Yeah, like, it, it, was some, it was something pretty gnarly that he probably shouldn't have played through, but I give him credit for doing it. Um, so this is going to be a great quarter, uh, quarterback matchup between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't really know who gets the upper hand in this one. I want to see the Jaguars do. Well, the uh, Chargers will be without Mike Williams, their number two receiver. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say he's number one. The number one there. I think he's taking over Keenan Allen as number one. That's that's my that's my opinion, though. Yeah, well, I mean, Brandon Staley really fucked this one over getting Mike Williams hurt in the uh, Week 18 matchup that meant absolutely nothing. But because of that, I really think he lost them a playoff game. I think with Mike Williams, the Chargers win this. I think Mike Williams is the difference maker in this, and I think the Jaguars do pull this one out. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars are playing really good football, too. They're like they're finding ways to win. As I mean, it was clearly evident when they uh, beat the Titans, uh, winning on a, a strip sack, ran back for a touchdown yep. by Josh Allen, of all people. The defensive end, Josh Allen, not the quarterback, just so you guys aren't uh, getting confused. But I, th- I think Jacksonville will take care of business here. I, I, I really do. Um, yeah, at home, Doug Peterson, been here before, knows what he's doing. Uh, a lot of people in those Chargers, like a lot of players, a lot of coaches, they've never been here before. They don't know what they're doing. Moments might be a little bit too big for him. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Um, I like his odds. He knows how to prep for a playoff game. He knows how to get these young men playing right. Um, and I mean, that's the big thing is it's a bunch of young men down there. Like it's both both very young teams. Yeah, I mean, the biggest question mark surrounding the game is neither of these two teams have really been playoff contenders as of late. And you have you have Trevor Lawrence played at Clemson, has played in national championship games, played in the college football playoffs. He's played in big games before. But then again, they Justin Her- they're going against Justin Herbert, who's ba- played in monster games in the NFL already too. I mean, it's true. It, I mean, it's it's going to be a very very good matchup of two of two young quarterbacks, uh, two futures of the league, faces of the league. Um, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, I, I've I've been a big Trevor Lawrence supporter all season long. You have. I've been. I mean, I, I've I've been wrong on so many occasions where I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the Trevor Lawrence is going to cook week. He's <laughs> he's cooking now. Yeah. Well, my my pick for this is I'm not picking the Jaguars over the Chargers. I'm not picking Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert. I'm picking Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. And ultimately, I th- I think it will come down to coaching. Like like you said, uh, Brandon Staley and his staff they had not been in the playoff game before. Um, but Doug Peterson has. Doug Peterson will ha- make sure his team is ready um, come kickoff. Yeah, so I, I, I picked Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. Okay. H- henceforth, Jacksonville to beat the Chargers. Yes. Cut. Uh, to move on to Sunday, the 1 o'clock game. We have, three games that, we have three games on Sunday. Starting with Buffalo and Miami. It's supposed to be a cold one in Buffalo. Miami has never won a, has never won a game where it's sub-35 degrees in their last eight attempts. 
the Dolphins did play the Bills very, very well in Buffalo earlier this season. Um, that was during a pretty decent snowstorm up there. They played pretty well, um, but that was with Tua Tagovailoa in at quarterback. They won't even have Teddy Bridgewater. It's confirmed Skylar Thompson is starting for the Dolphins this week. If you're a Dolphins fan, like, I'm so sorry. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I, even with Tua, even, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, um, I still think it's a, a wash. I think Buffalo would destroy him. Tua makes it a little closer because at least Tua is very decisive. He's quickly getting the ball out, and he's very accurate. Yeah, very accurate. Um, with Skylar Thompson, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a no contest. Yeah. I mean, they, they need the Dolphins. The Dolphins need the defense to come through regardless of who's at quarterback. Right. Um, which they have not seemed to do all season. That Dolphins defense been a little suspect all season. Mostly the secondary. Um, and you know, I'll tell you, I think this is going to be a get right game for the Buffalo offense. Yeah. Well and they and they need it. They're due for it. They, they do need it. If they if this is a get right game for that offense because the defense is playing very well. Naeem Hines ran back two kicks in one game, so the special teams is playing really well too. Yeah. This could be this may be the the matchup that everybody in the NFL is going is going to be watching because the if the Bills come out firing, they are going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, I mean a win in the playoffs definitely gets the confidence rolling. Um, that this might be legitimately legitimately this might the Dolphins might be the worst team in the playoffs. Because of their quarterback situation, yeah. I mean, with Tua, they're they're a solid team. Yeah. I mean, like they're not they're not too bad. The defense has got to come together. Secondary's got to get it together. That acquisition they they traded for Bradley Chubb. He's got to fucking do something. I haven't heard his name since he's mm-hmm. been down there. I have no like I haven't heard anything about him since he's been down here. No. That was a dude that was was a great defensive player for the Denver Broncos. Haven't heard his name since. Look, we're in the postseason now. I mean, the Bills went out and got Von Miller. He tore his ACL. He's done for the season. But, I mean, this Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, teammates in uh, in Denver. They were running mates. Um, that was a lethal duo that they had over there. Bradley Chubb, got to come alive for the team here, man. Yeah. Um, so, to move, just, to, just to keep things moving, because we do have one big topic that we do got to, I, I know we would both like to get to, and it's probably going to be time-consuming. Um, at four thirty, the Giants are going to be taking on the Cowboy or Cowboys, oh. the Vi- Vikings in Minnesota. Um, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the Vikings with this one. I think I think the, the offense is playing really well. Um, I think the I think it will, the game this game will go through Justin Jefferson. Uh, I got the Giants on this one. Okay. Uh, they played earlier this season. Giants played them very very tightly. Um, it came down to like a 62 yard field goal from uh Greg Luck. Uh, yeah, Greg Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm used to uh, Zerline. Zerline. Being. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, the Vikings won on like a 63-yard game-winning field goal or something like that. It, it was a long, it was a very long field goal. Maybe it was like 57. I don't know. It was in that range. Yeah. It was a 55-plus yard field goal, regardless. Yeah. Very tough kick um, to win the game. That was still in Minnesota. Um, here comes the Giants again. Well-rested. Into the playoffs. Uh, Brian Dable, been here before as the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Um Got the run game going. They do have a very good run defense. Mm. Secondary is a little suspect, um, but that's okay because with their front line, with their defensive line, um, they don't really, well, I mean, they do have Wink Martindale, um, so they don't have to blitz a lot, but they do. They're going to get a lot of pressure. They're going to get in the backfield a lot, make Kirk Cousins very unsettled, uh, and the Vikings are very play-action 
dependent. Yeah. You got pressure in your face. Play action becomes a little bit harder. Very so true. I uh, I like the Giants in this one for a little bit of an upset. Okay. Uh, moving on to the eight o'clock game. We already uh, we already previewed it. Uh, Ravens and Bengals. Um, not trying to be a homer. I think the Ravens take care of business. I like the Ravens here as well. Um, it's just because the defense has been playing so well. Yep. Defense is playing very very well. Um, there's a little bit of beef now between the teams. After last week's game, uh, defense has fired up a little bit. There's been claims that they played dirty, everything like that. Like we said, Roquan Smith got a big contract, so he's going to go out there play a little. I think he's. I think he might have an extra gear he finds somewhere yeah. along the way. Uh, name today, first team All Pro. Yesterday, signing a hundred million dollar deal. Trust me, Roquan Smith's going to do everything in his power to make sure we don't fucking lose this game. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I expect a good. I expect a good game out of this defense. Um, Marcus Peters is coming back in the secondary. That's a big help. Um, Marcus Peters will get um, will get T. Higgins one on one. Then in that case, and Daryl Worley will take on uh, Tyler Boyd as a number three. So Jamar Chase, Marlon Humphrey, first time first time around the season. I think Jamar Chase went two catches for like thirteen yards. Uh, very very underwhelming performance. Uh, Marlon Humphrey does a really good job against. Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, Marlon Humphrey should have been in the All-Pro list. He went the entire season without giving up a touchdown as the main defender yep. on a receiver. So, I mean, shout out to Marlon Humphrey. Uh, Tyler Huntley is expected to start. I know he's questionable, but I think he's going start, to start. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to say. I can't imagine that the offense looks worse than what it did last week as far as, like, turning the ball over. Like, we turned the ball over, like, four times. I mean, we had... Uh, Two interceptions. Two fumbles. One, two fumbles. Yeah, one by, uh, one by Anthony Brown, one by Sammy Watkins. Exactly. Four turnovers. Knock, and Four turnovers, we lost the game by 11. Yeah. I, I don't envision us turning the ball one over. Of the, one of those turnovers was recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. Exactly. So, I mean, J.K. Dobbins coming back. Mark Andrews coming back. Kevin Zeitler coming back. Gus Edwards is clear concussion protocol. He's going to be okay. We don't have an undrafted rookie free agent making his first ever NFL start playing in the game. Yeah, that's a mouthful. That's what he was dealing with. Yeah. And you know what? I'm pretty sure Anthony Brown still threw for more yards than Joe Burrow. I think he did. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I like our odds here. I like the Ravens. You got to play. You got to play championship football here. I'm going to. Here's my prediction. Final score for this game, 20-17. The Ravens kick the game-winning field goal in overtime after it is set up by a Roquan Smith interception. That'd be sick. My predi- I, I, I mean, if you want a score prediction, I'll give you a score prediction. This, my, is, this is the only game I'm giving you a score prediction for. My prediction... I've, th- I've thought about this enough. My prediction is Joe Burrow has a pretty underwhelming performance... Um, completing less than fifty percent of his passes, uh, for one touchdown and two picks. Wow! I think jo- I think Joe Burrow struggles this game. I think I think Mike McDonald's dials something's up for that ass. And uh, defense. I think the defense comes correct this game. The de- the defense always does. Uh, my big concern is the offense, but I th- I think with J.K. I think they're gonna. I think John's. I think John's gonna tell Roman like, look, let him fucking loose. Just I, let him do what he wants. I think this game ends 17-13, Ravens. Okay, I like it. Uh, and then the Monday night game, uh, Dallas is heading into Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady. Will this be the final game we see Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay uniform? Yes. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I would disagree. I think Tampa Bay takes care of business just because of one reason and one reason only. I watched Dak Prescott 
throw the ball to Michael Gallup on the same route twice in a row. The only reason it didn't get picked off as the first one is because Kyle Fuller was so Kendall, Kyle, whichever one. Whichever we go through this every time. Whichever whichever Fuller brother plays for the Washington Commanders, he was so surprised the ball went right to him, he dropped it and slipped. Second time, he knew it was coming and he housed it. They looked terrible against that commander's defense that had nothing to play for. I think Tampa Bay takes care of business. Handedly. Handedly. I'm gonna say two plus scores. I don't know. I think Dallas, they do have a they do still have a pretty good defense. Um but the problem with Dallas is they haven't been able to get pressure. Uh Kendall Fuller plays for the Washington Kendall, Commanders. Kendall, we have Kyle. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, got it. I think I told you that last week and you just ignored me. I always dude. You always, I, you you were gonna say you always ignore me. I always forget. Okay. Um I don't know. I like the Cowboys in this game for some reason. There's something about it um that just seems like the Cowboys should win. Uh, I don't really know why, um, but it it just seems like it just seems like this is one that the Cowboys should win. I don't know. I think Mike McCarthy knows that he has to win this game to keep his job. Yeah, Jerry Jones did come out and say that he's safe regardless of what happens, but I don't think that's the case. I don't trust a word Jerry Jones says. Neither do I. Um, something about this just seems like a Cowboys win to me, man. I don't know why, but it just does. You good? Yeah, she sent me a text. Uh-oh. Um, so there you have it, guys. That is the rundown of the playoffs going on. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night, all three have good games. Chargers, Jags, Saturday. Ravens, Bengals, Sunday. Cowboys, Bucks, Monday. Three good games. Going to watch them all. Great weekend of football. Um, there's, only like, there's legitimately only like one game that I will not watch. That's the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah. I think that's the like that's the one game I just I don't want to watch. Yeah. Probably wouldn't watch the Seahawks and 49ers either. But if I had to pick one, Dolphins Bills. Don't give a shit. Don't want to watch it. Okay. Well, what do you say? We get to this get to this last su- last subject we got here. Yeah, because I think this is a lot of fun. Yeah, so this is something that Holman uh presented to me earlier in the day. I really like the idea. He can explain it better than me, so so what Take we did away. is we took the the playoff teams, all of them, all 14 of them, um, and we decided that we were going to take one player that played for the, each team from each side of the ball, one offensive, one defensive player, take them in their prime, insert them into the team to help that team get a playoff run. And here's our picks. Let's start with the top of the AFC. Let's start with the Chiefs. Do you want to start offense first or do you want to start defense first? Let's start offense first. Let's go offense first. Okay. So, I so do you want me to explain my reasoning behind this? Yeah, I want, I want, I want the exp- explanation on all of them. Okay. I won't go, I won't go wildly in depth. Yeah, don't go crazy with it. Uh, but I hinted on it earlier. The Chiefs have no identity with running the ball. So, the play, so and of course, these, are, these, these could be players that are actively playing in the NFL. These also could be players that have that are not playing in the NFL, Hall of Famers, not Hall of Famers, what have you. Yeah. Um the player that I decided to go with was the Nigerian Nightmare Christian Okoye. Really? Yeah. I mean just a, a big just a big dude back there in the backfield just to I mean he ran over everybody. I think if he, I think if he was in that offense with as dynamic as it is, him to slow the pace down, I think that would be a nightmare. So I went the same route. Good Larry Johnson. No. 
Jamal Charles. Oh, shit. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I took Jamal Charles. Same route, running back. I, I don't know I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Jamal Charles and his game, but that dude was explosive, both yeah. running the ball and catching the ball. Yeah. Um, okay, defense. Who you got? Derek Thomas. You got Derek Thomas? Yeah. I figured you were going to go with Derek Thomas, so I did, I did not go with Derek Thomas. There, I mean, dude, Derek Thomas, Chris Jones. And see, my whole thing is they can get after the passer. What they can't do is they can't stop the ball. They can't stop, um, they can't stop the pass. They also can't really commit turn, force turnovers. You do can force turnovers. Prime Marcus Peters. You know, I contemplated him too. I also contemplated a prime Eric Berry back there too. See, that was also that was that was that was my second pick. Those were my three guys of all yeah. people. Yeah, I like I like the Marcus Peters pick. Yeah, a prime Marcus Peters. He had eight picks his rookie year. Yeah, dude. I hate it when he was on their team. Yeah. Um. Okay, do you want to do the top of the NFC, or do you want to just keep going down to the AFC? Let's keep going on the AFC. I like this. Okay. Buffalo Bills, two seed. Who you got on offense? Again, a team that does not have identity running the ball. Oh, please say him. This is going to be very, very controversial. Oh, I got the same person. OJ Simpson. Yup. <laughs> Dude, you have to. Come on, OJ, man. OJ Simpson ran for 2,000 yards in one season. I almost took, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thurman the, Thomas. Thurman Thomas. So yeah. did I. I almost took him, because he is their leading rusher. But then, like, you take a look, and OJ averaged more yards a carry. Right. He had, uh, like, he was just, he was just overall a little bit more of an explosive back. Yeah, had to take, had to take OJ Simpson there. Yeah. Um. Again, very controversial. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, OJ Simpson was my was my pick. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he'd kill it up there. Defense. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so pissed. You just said that. God, Sorry, you're so stupid. Now see that. Now see. Also, what I'm doing is I'm taking into consideration what are things that this that these teams need now. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not 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 just like for shit. The best. Giggles. Yeah, not just for shits and giggles throwing somebody on the team. Yeah. But legitimately, they could use this player. Um. Okay. Defense. Yeah. Who you got? Bruce Smith. Thank you. And if all time leader in sacks. Yeah, I mean you got to take. Yep. Him. Not tough. You're not too cool for pass rush. Yeah. No way. You're not too cool for him. You could, you could, you could still have Von Miller on that team. Him, Bruce Smith. Dude, good night. Good night. Okay. Bengals offense. Let's hear it. Can I also tell you one more person that I contemplated for the Bills? Yes. Andre Reed. So did I. Contemplated it. So did I. Opted out of it. Decided run game was a little more important. So yeah. Did contemplate Andre Reed though? Yeah, I was in the um, I was in the exact same boat. I, I thought about doing it. I love that. All right, Bengals offense. Me? Yes. Chad Johnson. Really? Oh, yeah. Load it up. Chad Johnson, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I don't want any part of that. Okay. They had two offensive linemen go down. They did. Anthony Munoz. That's a good pick. I contemplated going O-line for them as well. I'm not going to lie. Hall of of Fame tackle. That'll that'll definitely help out the calls. Yeah. I I contemplated going O-line for them as well. Okay. Defense. Um, Especially with the Ravens coming into town, they need to stop the run. Geno Atkins. Ah, Geno Atkins. Okay. Yeah. All right. I went Ken Riley. Explain. Um, that's a deep dive. That's a deep dig. That, that is that is a deep dive. Never heard of this cat before. No. You could have made up his name. I wouldn't know. Uh, that'd be cool, wasn't it? It would be. Um, Ken Riley. Ken Riley. Um, Ken Riley was a cornerback. Okay. Secondary help. Um, I believe that he leads the. 
Bengals all time in interceptions. He's got a cool little afro. Uh, he does. Um, he had 65 interceptions in his career. How long did he play? Uh, he played a decent amount. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he, he, from 69 to 83. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, rookie season, four interceptions. Sophomore, four. Junior, five. Three, two, five, six. Nine years, nine picks in, in 76. Damn, that's a good pick. His final season, he had eight picks. <laughs> His final year in the NFL? That's funny, man. His final year in the NFL, he had eight picks. Um, he scored four touchdowns throughout his career. No, I'm sorry, five. Five touchdowns throughout his career. Um, he wore number 13 the entire way through. That's kind of a tough number for a DB. I don't know if they have anybody. With- Especially in the 60s. Especially in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, I mean, he played... Um, f- I mean, he only played under 10 games one year. And even still, he played nine games that year. And he still had five interceptions. That's a good pick. I'll give you that one. I little, like, that. I like little, that one. Little secondary help. Yeah, all right. I'm with that. All right. I'm glad you could get behind me on that one. Yeah. Who you got for the Jags on offense? All right. Offensive line help. Keep uh keep Trevor Lawrence upright. Tony Baselli. Nice. Same way. All right. Same route. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Defense. This can only be one answer. Who is it? Jalen Ramsey. Really? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? When Jalen Ra- like J- like Jalen Ramsey on the Jags, that was like that was like that's a Jalen Ramsey you don't want to fuck with. Nowadays you can fuck with him and it's okay. True. But 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 when Jay, but first first four years in the league, Jalen Ramsey, you did not want to mess with him. Also, I did consider going with Leonard Fournette. Interesting. On the offensive side of the ball? I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh defense. John Henderson. Okay, that's a good one. Big ass nose tackle. Yeah. Um, I forget exactly how big he is. Six seven, three thirty five. That's a mountain of a man. That's a mountain of a man. Yeah. He had 489 total tackles, 45 pass deflections, 29 sacks, and 8 forced fumbles. Damn. John Henderson. Right there in the middle of the defense. Um, he played from 2002 to 2011. Hmm. I mean, that's a big dude. Yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah. I, I, went, uh, I went middle of the defense there for him. Okay. I like it. Okay, Chargers. This is uh, this is a good one. I like this one. Okay, offense. Who you got? Antonio Gates. I went same route, different player. Kellen Winslow. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Both both very good uh, tight ends there. Can't yeah. really go wrong with either one of them. Uh-uh. Now, I mean, it's really the one thing that they're missing on the team, um, or on that on that offense. Um, and they're not really known for having like a really good offensive lineman. True. Um. Also, the prospect of putting an LT and... Le, le, Come on, man. LT? I le, was thinking about it. LaDainian and Tomlinson and uh, Austin Eckler in the same backfield together. That would be disgusting. Yeah, it's dynamite. Absolutely disgusting. This is one of the most fun conversations I think we've ever had. This is a lot of fun. Who do you got on defense? There's really only one player you can pick. Okay, perfect. We'll move on. We don't even have to say it. It's Junior Seau. Exactly. Yeah. You got to take him. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't even, we don't even have to say it. <laughs> but it's Junior Seau. Right? Yeah, it's ju- yeah. Ju- just in case you guys didn't know, it is Junior Seau. All right. Yeah. This one I'm, I'm most intrigued about. The Baltimore Ravens. 
I tried to say that like I wasn't from Baltimore. You notice I really enunciated the T. Baltimore. 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 Baltimore Ravens. Offense. I went back and forth on really three guys. I can't wait to hear these three. Okay. Um, player I put down at first was Joe Flacco. Of course. That's what I put down first. Because if we had Super Bowl run Joe Flacco on this team. Good night. Plus the defense, the two the two headed running attack that we have, he could and with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, dude, forget it. He would make Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. He would get them sixty million dollar contracts <laughs> the next fucking day if we had that Joe Flacco. On, if we had that Joe Flacco on the team, Joe Flacco robbed the Ravens dry. After oh, they his Super Bowl he fucking run. did, dude. It was great. <laughs> um, the guy who I also considered second. Just because I know how important it is for the Ravens, I considered Marshall Yonda. Okay. Um, but ultimately, I went with my favorite Raven of all time, Anquan Bolden. Dude, I picked Anquan Bolden too. I, dude, it like the Ravens just need that guy who you can just throw the ball in his direction, and you know he's gonna catch it. Yeah. So, so let me be honest here. Uh, on who I who I contemplated, I contemplated Tory Smith as well. Okay, contemplated Tory Smith. Just a uh, just a burner. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about. It, I was like, eh. The only problem is, um, Anthony Brown might, but Tyler Huntley doesn't have the arm strength to keep up with Tory Smith. That yeah. That's because I mean, for, I mean, for people that remember, Tory Smith was the Tyreek Hill of the NFL before Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he was. He was the. He was the, the fastest player in the NFL. He was to take the top off the defense. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when he had the dreads, he looked faster too. He did, but well, then he then he cut him and he, and he became more streamlined. But he didn't look as fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I went Anquan Bolton too. That that tough gritty contemplated Steve Smith too. Not gonna lie, if Steve Smith played for us, at a, oh well, it's prime Steve Smith. That's foul. Yeah, that's like wrong. Yeah, contemplated Steve Smith too. I also thought about Jonathan Ogden. I did. I did see. I did see Ogden there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put Jonathan Ogden on the left and move, um, Stanley to the right. Yeah, that'd be lethal. Yeah. Okay. Defense. Let's hear it. Let me throw out a name that I think everybody forgets about, and I contemplated it. I didn't go with it, but okay. I but I contemplated it. James Harrison. Wow. Because he did play for the Ravens. What a pick. He was on the roster. I didn't go with it. I don't know why you didn't. I took Ed Reed. Okay. But I contemplated a prime James Harrison. How's that for you ass? That's a, that's a dig deep kind of pick. That's a, if you know the Ravens. Good Lord. Yeah. You, everybody forgets he bounced back and forth between the Ravens and the Steelers for his first like year or two in the league. But he was technically on the Ravens roster at one point. Wow. That made me think of this in a whole different light. Can I pick the same player twice? What are you picking Pat Ricard for both offense and defense? <laughs> no, like, like, like. No, because he can't play for both teams. Okay. Um,. Prime Marcus Peters for the Ravens too, wasn't it? Wasn't it? No, it was. It wasn't Marcus Peters. Um, okay, 
that everything that does not surprise me. Because I know that you're, that's your favorite player of all time. That's my favorite player of all time. Dude, Ed Reed, Marcus Williams back there playing uh, two deep safety with Kyle Hamilton kind of roaming around the middle. I mean, good night. Where are you going to throw the ball to? Very good point. Now, if you know the podcast room well enough, you guys do know that we have a Ray Lewis jersey hanging up in the, in the podcast room. Sure do. And the thought of Ray Lewis playing next to Roquan Smith, that is so enticing. Is Patrick? Where, where's Patrick Queen going? Are we run a are we run a three middle linebacker set. Could you imagine? <laughs> yes, I could. With the Ravens, of that'd course a, I could. That'd be a strict four three defense. <laughs> no outside help. Just three, just three middle linebackers. The sad part is that Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith could cover. I know that's the that's the wrong part. Like all three of them just hit just hit a gap at the same time. Could you imagine them just talking about it? Just it. All right. You go here, I'll go here, you go there. All right, break. You you hit the weak side A gap. I'm going to hit the strong side A gap. And I need you to just pick another one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Just pick one. But like I said, that the thought of that was so enticing, yet too predictable. So who'd you go with? The one-man wrecking crew himself. Terrell Suggs. Oh, yes. I really thought you were going to go like Peter Bulware or like Bart Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if uh, maybe if Ben Roethlisberger was still playing. <laughs> I also kind of expected, when you said one-man wrecking crew, I also thought about Haloti Nada. Elvis Dumerville. Elvis Dumerville. Yeah, okay, so, so, na- so two guys that also crept into my mind that played for the Ravens but not during their prime. Dion and Rod Woodson. Yeah. I Dion was my second consideration. Yeah. He was the guy who I was like if you would have allowed me to change my pick, I would have said Deion Sanders cuz Deion Sanders playing across from uh, from um, Marlon Humphrey. Forget it. Forget it. Marcus Peters, so Marcus Peters would play on the outside and Marlon would be in the slot. You would not be able to you would not throw the ball anywhere. Yeah, you couldn't do it. But that, that's why I went Ed Reed back there. Two deep safety. Okay. Marcus Williams, Ed Reed back there. Two deep safety. <clears throat> yeah, good night. Both of them yeah. can cover ground. You got Kyle Hamilton as the nickel corner. Plus, Terrell Suggs in the playoffs is just different. Yeah, he, he, found, he, he found his stride in the playoffs. Yeah. But yeah, uh, James Harrison was up there for me. Plus, after the beef last week, he would, he would for sure show up to the stadium. Camo pants, black tee, bulletproof vest, Bane mask. <laughs> <laughs> He'd walk out of the field for the play. No, and butters. butters. You gotta, you gotta change, Terrell. That's not a uniform. And butters. Yeah, he would show up in butters. That's he, facts. He would, he would do his. Own, he would bring all of the Ravens pyrotechnics and do his own introduction on the field by himself. Set the turf on fire. Set. The, could you imagine? <laughs> yes, I could. It's Terrell Suggs. He'd blow up a hole in the turf because he thinks he's Bane. I love that. All right. Final team in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins. Quarterback is... Or the, the it's Dan Marino. Offense is not tough. It's Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is not tough whatsoever. They need it. The Dolphins, though, this is... The, this is um. This is a tough pick. Who did you take? I took Jason Taylor. Okay. Not a bad pick, because he's number, n- number one in sacks, best defensive player that's played for the team. Yeah. Um, And you just mentioned it. They traded for Bradley Chubb. He's been MIA. 
Um, I went with a similar approach, except I took I took man number two on the sack list. I took, okay. ca- took Cameron Wake. Oh. Yeah. I, this is probably going to be an unpopular one because they do have uh, <laughs> that middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Zach Thomas. Yeah, he's about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, so I, Zach Thomas would be a great pick as well. I, I think it's a very good pick. Um, so, dude, Prime Jason Taylor was a force to be reckoned with. What about Ndamukong Sue? You could take Ndamukong Sue. True. He did play on the, He did play for them. Yeah. I mean, technically on offense, you could take Laramie Tunsil too. That's very true. I wouldn't. But you could. Give me prime Ricky Williams. So give me Ricky Williams the year he ran for 2,200 yards in Texas. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> okay. NFC. Eagles. Yep. Offense. Sean McCoy. Wow. Really? Yep. Very interesting. LaShawn McCoy. What's your reasoning? I think LaShawn McCoy with prime LaShawn McCoy in that offense, with that offensive line, that's a damn good offensive line. With Lane Johnson, um, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata. <sighs> I'm drawing a blank on their guards. Um, but I know those three there, at least. That offensive line, LeSean McCoy could could run for some damn good yards with that team. A.J. Brown and Devontae um, Smith on the outside. The play action's going to work. Jalen Hurts, LeSean McCoy in the read option. Good night. Yeah. Well, okay, I gotcha. Okay, I decided to go with, um, since um, Lane Johnson is hurt, I decided to go with Jason Peters. Okay. Um, just, move my lot over to right? Um, or move him to right, one of the two. Okay. Probably my lot of the, to the right, because Jason Peters is a natural left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Um, defense, this can only be one player. Reggie White. Yes, thank yeah. you. I, my, I, was, I was a little concerned you were going to say beat uh, Brian Dawkins. He was uh, he was up there, but I mean Reggie White's a game wrecker. Yeah, Reggie White's a transcendent player. He, he's a he's a game wrecker. Yeah. All right, Forty ers This was honestly probably uh, the second easiest one for me to pick. Okay, offense. Jerry Rice. Okay, I'm not against that. I went with Joe Montana. That's a good pick. Yeah. I, I, I think Joe Montana would have a field day with Brandon Ayuk, Debo, and George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. My thing is with, uh, I mean, Brock Purdy seems to be doing pretty damn well in this Kyle Shanahan offense. Get him another weapon. I mean, good night. You can't guard them all. Only thing is, Brock Purdy ain't Joe Montana. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my thought behind it. You're absolutely right. I mean, Joe Montana, obviously, is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Brock Purdy seems to be playing pretty well in that offense. He understands it well. Kyle Shanahan takes care of him. You get him another playmaker like Jerry Rice, then you got to guard Jerry Rice, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey coming into the backfield. Yeah. I mean, good night. You can't do it. Yeah. And Brock Purdy can take off with his legs too. He's not scared. Yeah. He he he's he's definitely got some speed on too. Yeah. So that was my thought behind that one. Okay. Niners defense. Picture this. I'm hearing it. Fred Warner and Patrick Willis. Yeah, that's uh that's a good pick. Yeah. I thought about it too. Yeah, just just two just two guys on the defensive side of the ball, just just game records. Hear me out here. Ronnie Lott. See, he was number two for me. Yeah. Ronnie Lott? A little secondary help? Yeah, he was he was number two for me. Uh oh. Yeah. I mean, they got a good run defense. Yeah, and that um, what's his name, Hafunga? You could you could have him be in the free, be in the um the center fielder, and uh, Ronnie Lott would just be run support. Yep. Yeah. I I like Ronnie Lott there. Yeah. 
Okay, Vikings. How can you not? Offense. How can you not? Prime Randy Moss. Thank you. With Justin Jefferson? Come on, man. Now, which Prime Randy Moss are you taking? Are you taking Vikings Prime Randy Moss, or are you taking 22 touchdowns Randy Moss? Does it matter? Yes. Are you taking after Randy Moss or Cornrows Randy Moss? Oh, heavens. Uh, probably Cornrows. Cornrows? I'd take after Randy Moss. I don't think you can make a bad choice. You really can't. Look, and and this this is this is re- this is really up up for debate as well. I mean, for some people it's not, but for me it is. Personally, Randy Moss is the best receiver that's ever played the game. He's like like he like he is my number one wide receiver in NFL history. I got him number two behind Jerry Rice. I know the I know the stats don't back it up, but I mean, six four runs like a deer. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean he's number two behind Jerry Rice for me, but yeah, I mean he's. He's the number two receiver of all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, with Jerry Rice, he had the he like he was lucky enough to play the majority of his career with Joe Montana and Steve Young, two guys that were in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're right. Randy Moss played one Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's and that's Tom Brady for two years. He did get to play next to Chris Carter, though. That's pretty cool. That's sick, isn't it? That is pretty sick. Okay, defense. Who'd you take? This dude was. J.J. Watt before he was J.J. Watt. Jared Allen. Wow. That wasn't even, even going to be the guy that I thought you were going to say. This guy played with his head off. A little bit of pass rush. I feel like I'm missing a guy on defense for the Vikings. I'm missing two. I can think of already. But Jared Allen. What about John Randall? See, I knew I was missing one. That wasn't even who I picked. I picked Alan Page. There you go. Good picks. 6'4", 245, 100, uh, 150 career sacks. Just a a beast from the Purple People Eaters. Yeah, I, this one was kind of tough for me. Um, but I ended up going Jared Allen. I don't know why. Something about him just seemed like he had the, uh, he had the grit to win a playoff game. Now, when Jared, when Jared Allen was in, it was in his prime, he was a freak. Yeah. Tampa Bay. This one might be a little controversial. Offense. Rob Gronkowski. So I thought. Dude, they need him. I know. They fucking need him. Get, get, I mean, 20. I mean, the how many? What was his career high? Like 18 touchdowns? Something like that. Like prime Rob Gronkowski on the oh, team? Oh, yeah. That'd just be wrong. Good night. At defense, you were going back and forth on two players. Who did you end up picking? Warren Sapp. I picked Derek Brooks, so it's okay. They're both very good players. Yeah, I don't think you have a bad pick there. Yeah, I think Der- I think Derek Brooks is regarded as the best player in, in that team set in that team's um, history on the defensive side of the ball. That would, that's a luxury pick. I mean, Derek Brooks is kind of an outside backer. Yeah. Um, but they already have two solid, two very solid linebackers in Levante David and Devin White. Devin White. That's it. I want to say Devin Lloyd. But that obviously, yeah, Devin White. Um, but yeah, those were uh, the. So yeah, that that was that was kind of relatively easy. That was probably the, honestly that was the easiest one. I think the next one's the easiest one. The Cowboys. I think this was the easiest one. I had trouble with this one. This was this was the toughest one for me. So who'd you take in offense? Because I mean, the Cowboys have so, the Cowboys have so many great players that have played for their play for their franchise. I hate them. I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, I cannot stand the Cowboys. Can't stand the Cowboys. Can't stand Cowboy fans. I hate Jerry Jones. I hate Dak Prescott. Um, I hate Dak Prescott, but I didn't pick. I didn't pick a new quarterback. 
I decided that, so for the Cowboys, I think their best plan of attack in order to win a Super Bowl this year is to run the ball. Did you take Emmitt Smith? Uh, no, I took Larry Pate, or Larry Allen. There you go. I mean, Larry Allen, I think he's like off like six foot twelve. Uh, I want to say he's like in the neighborhood of like 420. He's big as shit. Hold up. He was... 63325. That's a big dude. I watched have you have you ever seen the um the video of him at the um what was it? The skills competition at the, at the um Pro Bowl. You ever seen that video? Uh I mean probably. So what they what they used to do was they used to do a bench pressing competition. They threw 225 on there. I watched him rep it out 51 times. That's insanity. <laughs> Isn't that just fucking nuts? That's insanity. 51 times just pounded it out. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so Larry Allen, that's my guy. Don't okay. throw him in the middle. Boom, good to go. Perfect. I got Terrell Owens. Okay, I like that. Wide receiver help. Somebody outside of uh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, T.O., that's, that's a lethal mix. Yeah, I like that. I mean, they have so many good receivers. Michael Irvin, Des Bryant, T.O. I mean, who do you take? That's a good point. I went T.O., though. Okay, I like that. Defense? I think it's probably the easiest pick. Deion Sanders. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. It's probably, it's probably one of the easiest ones. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Deion Sanders played for, so, played for, of course, he played for Atlanta, played for the 49ers, he played for the Cowboys, played for the Ravens, he played for the Commanders. Yeah. The now commanders. So he's kind of like a cop out. Not really a cop out, but but like lack of options. Yeah. Um he's like your guy you can go to. But this it was pretty easy. Um there was nobody else that was even close. So you could go to Marcus Ware, pass rush. You could consider it. You can consider it, but I mean him, Trevon Diggs, I mean that's just that's fucking lethal. Yeah, it is lethal. Giants offense. This one was kind of fun. Um and I'm, I'm kind of curious as to who you took here. I dug deep. I dug really deep with this one. How deep? Um, he made his debut with the Giants in 1952. Wow. Okay, so real deep. I took Frank Gifford. Okay. Okay, he was listed as a running back and flanker. Okay. Okay. Career stats... 3,600 yards on 4.3 yards of carry, 43 rushing touchdowns. He caught 367 passes for 5,400 yards and 43 more touchdowns. Played from 52 to 60, and then again in 62 to 64. Okay. So the guy was an animal. Yeah. Just an absolute animal. That's why I decided to go with um, Frank Gifford. Okay. I went a Monty Toomer. That's a good one. Little wide receiver help. You need it. Dude wore 89 his first two seasons, 81 every year after that. Had uh, 93 yards shy of 9,500 career yards. Averaged 14 yards of reception. Yeah. 54 touchdowns in his career. I mean. I mean, in consideration also was, also was Plexico Burris, Victor uh, Cruz. Victor Cruz and Odell. Yeah. But yeah, they were also the ones that were in consideration. 
And then for defense on the Giants, there's 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 only one person. Yeah, greatest defensive player of all time. I don't care what anybody says. It's Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, not close. Okay. It, 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 like, no second guess. Yeah, I agree. Seahawks, offense. Where'd you go? <sighs> this is a tough one because, let's be honest, Seattle doesn't have many great offensive players. I went with Russell Wilson. I contemplated it. I went with Russell Wilson, man. I contemplated it. I mean, prime Russell Wilson is definitely an upgrade over Geno Smith. I don't think he does anything crazy in the playoffs because that's not. I mean, I mean Russell Wilson made made it the two straight Super Bowls, but I don't know. Like you said, due to lack of options, I decided to go with him. Steve Largent was considered. So was Walter Jones. And uh, I did also consider Sean Alexander. Fair, very fair. Um, I actually went uh, Steve Largent. Okay, yeah, that's, that that that's a good one. I mean, someone in the slot to kind of take pressure off DK and Tyler Lockett. Thirteen thousand career uh, receiving yards, averaged sixteen yards a reception, had a hundred touchdowns in his career. I mean, well, I mean, he, he's he's one of the most underrated players in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, was that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Thousand yard receiving years. Yep, only what five players on more than that? Yeah, not, not a many. lot. Yeah, not many. Yeah. So I went Steve Largent for okay. the Seahawks offense. Who'd you take on this defense? Earl Thomas. Oh, we Cam Chancellor. See, we're on the same. We're on. We're, we're on the same boat. We're we're in, we're in the same boat. Yeah, we're in the same boat. We're in different seas, but we're on the same boat. See, it doesn't make sense. But see, the the thing with Cam Chancellor is they kind of already have a Cam Chancellor in Jamal Adams. Because I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what that secondary is missing, and they're missing that Romeo free safety. I mean, Cam Chancellor knew how to play the ball too, but God bless, would that dude take your fucking head off? Oh, he would. I mean, I mean, he's just like a much more aggressive. You know, you know who else would have been a really good pick alongside those corners they have right now? Richard Sherman. Sherm. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a good pick. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been bonkers. Maybe even um, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, contemplated Bobby Wagner too. It's crazy because like none of these dudes are too far removed. No, none of these dudes. I contemplated Doug Baldwin for offense too. That'd be that'd be sick. Contemplated him. Yeah, that would be sick. But once again, none of these guys are too far removed. Uh, uh-uh. no. Seattle kind of hasn't had a ton of great players. No, they've been a pretty mediocre franchise. Um, you know who did play for Seattle at one point? Matt Hasselback. He did. You know who else played for Seattle at one point? Who taking him prime would have been going back to the OU days? Boz. Brian Bosworth, yeah. I've been good one. Yeah. That dude was a freak. In college he was. In the NFL he was kind of soft. Yeah, he was kind of soft in the NFL. But in the when he was in college, that dude, you did not want to see him. Yeah, no. Dude, what a fun, what a fun discussion. Can we do this with all teams next week? The rest of the, oh, can we wait till the off season? We'll do the rest of the teams. Well, at some point we're gonna run out of shit to talk about, so we'll probably end up doing it next week anyway. We got play. We got wild card weekend to talk about on Tuesday, and then Friday we got the upcoming divisional it's round. Six fucking games. Yeah, there's other stuff going on. We can split it. We can do half the conference then, half the conference later. But we got a lot to talk about in the off season. Like we got a lot to like. We got a time to fill. That's a good point. Can we wait till the off season? Yes, we can wait till the off season. All right. 
I'll give you that one. Yeah. Like we got a lot of time to fill in there. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. All right. Well, buddy, I don't know about you, but that's all I had today. Yep. Yep. That's all I got too. Straight up NFL episode. This it's kind of become an NFL and football podcast, but it seems like that. I mean, it's the it's the hottest sports in America, and it seems like that's what everybody wants to listen to. So that's what we'll bring you. We have no issues sitting here talking about football for an hour and a half, two hours. No, I mean clearly. I mean, we just. I mean, we just we have we had this idea while we were out uh, getting caffeinated and getting food for the day, and we decided to run with it. Um, if you guys if you guys like this, and you guys have some other ideas of. of some shit that we can talk about. Please feel free to drop us a uh, suggestion in the socials, Instagram, Twitter, at the Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. Let us know what you think. What would you guys have done different for any of these teams? Maybe we'll figure out how to get a guest on here. We could do it with a guest. That would be fun to do. Yeah. That would be fun to do. We'll do a lottery system. If you want to join the Poppy and Holman Sports Lab for a day... Number one, you would have to buy us a third mic, and you would have to pay us a down. You would have to pay us a deposit of fifty dollars. But <laughs> just so you know, I have no problem breaking something in my own house. You would not get your deposit back. <laughs> also, we do have the capability of people phoning in to the board here. But where's the fun in that? We have a whole and whole other seat on the futon. We don't have a plug for the third mic on the board. Guess we're getting on the soundboard. Well, I mean, if you want to fork out that money, go for it. I am about to win a sports bet, so. That's true. All $25 of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what soundboard you plan on buying with that 25 beans, but I don't know if it's going to be the one that you want. Yeah. Also, I just want, I just want to go and toot my, toot, toot my horn real quick here. Um, I have two players. So, of course, we did like preseason picks for who we think are going to win um, players of the year, which was it, this was for the NBA, right? No, this is for the NBA, uh, NFL. Did we do that? Yeah. Uh, like Looking back on it now, we never did a pick for offensive player of the year. I remember doing, but I picked offensive rookie of the year to be Kenneth Walker and defensive rookie of the year to be Ahmad Sauce Garner. Oh, we did pick them, and I forgot to write them all down. Uh, comeback player of the year, I had J.K. Dobbins. I remember that. I also had Doug Peterson as coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 pretty close on a lot of these picks. I had Micah Parsons and Jalen Hurts as well. I had Chase Young as comeback player of the year, but that didn't, of course, didn't pan out. Fair. I just wanted to toot my own horn real quick. Fair enough. Yeah, also, yeah. I'm gonna toot my own horn, toot my own horn against uh, for one more thing as well. Uh, I predicted that the uh, Houston Texans would fuck themselves out of the number one pick. You said that on Tuesday's episode, but you know what? Brag about it as much as you can. And guess what? I've said it twice on this episode. You have, and you'll probably say it again on next Tuesday's episode. Probably will. Jesus Christ. Well, guys, we're gonna head on out of here. We're gonna get the weekend started. Suggest you guys do the same. Have fun. Be safe. Um, enjoy this weekend of playoff football. I know damn sure we will. Um, I have a long weekend. You bet your ass I'm going to enjoy this weekend. Yeah. you. You. I mean, you do. I'm all Sunday night, man. I'm happy. We might have to gather for the game. I don't know. I do have to work on Monday. We'll figure it out. We'll hash it out off there. I'll send it to you, Addy. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and hop out of here. Like I said, you guys have a safe, fun weekend. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. See you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Be safe.